CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 83. I like this one that we got planned. Don't you like them all? That's true. I could talk and talk. Somebody said to me the other day, they were like avid listeners of the podcast, but only recently and have like binge listened to all 82 episodes and was like, wow, you guys cover a ton of like really good information. There's a lot of good information on those podcasts. I was like, thanks. Like that felt good to hear that, that somebody valued the things that we had to say. I didn't think that's the story you were going to tell. Maybe you told it last week. The soapbox story. Did you tell that last Oh, no, week? I just posted about it. Oh. That one was also very funny. Somebody said, not somebody. I'm just, Matlin, I'm calling you out on this one because it was that funny. Says to me, Taryn, I have a question about the podcast. What is a soapbox? And I literally just like. It's also in high school. I think you need to preface that. <laughs> I blankly looked at her. <laughs> like, you know, you're old when. History lesson. Anyway. I don't think there'll be a soapbox today, Matlin. So, well, you never I know. Disagree, but... I don't plan them, but they just happen. Today we're talking about commitment club though. Commitment in general, but more specifically like commitment club. It's always an exciting thing every month. I'm always excited to see everyone's names roll through the commitment club. Yeah. And it's growing. And it's people have it set as like their distinctive goal is to make commitment club each month. And I think that alone is awesome too. Like that's a driving force for some people. Yeah, I think I did the math and like, I mean, there's some names that have always been on there. Oh, for sure. But I did the math and I think, I don't know the exact percentage, but like 60 out of 95 members have the potential to make commitment club each month. Holy. That's pretty crazy. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Make it happen. Which is kind of what we're going to talk about today, actually. (laughs) How to make Commitment Club happen. So I guess like, what is Commitment Club? Okay, you got to stop this. You did this last week where you started asking questions. You can't do that. Okay. That's not how this this works. (laughs) What is Commitment Club? (laughs) Um, Commitment Club is where we review the month, like the previous month. And those people who have attended 12 times or more. So the consistency in attendance each month, if you can get here 12 times or more, puts you in the commitment club. You obviously get recognized for it. And then over each month, as you continuously do it. So first off, let's, let's take, pick it apart to the first quarter. We do a draw on the people who have made it every month within that quarter for a free PT session with a coach of their choice for a free skill session. And that happens every recurring quarter. And then at the end of the year, somebody gets drawn out of the names that have appeared on Commitment Club for every single month. Like, wow. Let's just stop and like, what an achievement that is. 
we had three people last year and probably like five who sat at 11 months and 10 months, which was really, really cool to see. I mean, when you consider all the things that come up in the middle, like summer holidays, you know, the chances of you getting sick, weather, like things like that, that could prevent you from getting to the gym and to have people attend 12 times or more every single month of the entire year. Holy cow. One of the members who didn't make the all 12 months missed one month because they were away climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> I felt so bad for her. <laughs> I kind of wanted to like, like let that one slide by yeah, sympathy pass. Yeah. That one, like you're out doing something so incredibly amazing. More real life fitness than any of us <laughs> yeah. might ever do. Yeah. So safe to say that you have to have a membership that allows you to come to the gym 12 times a month or more. Um, I mean, that's the most obvious, right? Yeah. We also have had, well, the same person who went and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, Josh might as well acknowledge him for his efforts. One month, he also attended every single possible day you could. He came to the gym 25 times in a month and that was the max one could do that. That was pretty cool. Seeing those stats is always fun. He's super consistent. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and so those the people at the top of that list that make it every month, like they're people that like, it's just obvious that they're at the top of the list because you know, you see them every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's cool. That's awesome. It's very cool. Do you remember when Committed Club started? Why it started? You can say no, because I know the answer. No, I'm like trying to. No, why? Started just as the pandemic happened to keep people accountable. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah. To encourage people. And we ran it even when people were at home because we accounted for their sugar wad check-ins because we weren't using mind body at the time. Yeah. So we knew whether you were working out or not. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Now it's all coming back to me. Yeah. I remember building this with you and being like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And hopefully it's going to work. And then it worked. And then yeah. it worked so well that we carried it through. And like, it was so exciting for people, you know, and I think that stood out the most for me. Mm-hmm. So a lot do- of good things were born in that lockdown. That's one of them. <laughs> do we not have a podcast about that? We sure do. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, we do monthly acknowledgements, quarterly skill sessions, and then annual, um, we did three sessions for, or two sessions for each member that did at that time. So hopefully this year we'll have more people um, coming out with 12 months in that annual draw so that it's actually a draw because that will be fun. Well, it's looking good so far. Yeah. So far, so good. It's early into the year, so let's keep that progress going. Is it early though? (laughs) End of April. Still feels like winter. So yeah, I love this idea and it kind of evolved from there, right? Like it evolved into some of the aspects that are within our client journey that our clients go through in their time with us. Mm -hmm. Things like, you know, not just measuring the amount of classes within your month, but like just your overall attendance hitting your 100 class mark, your 200 and even PT sessions too. And all of those things, right. Just recognizing your frequency of attendance, because that, I mean, when you think about it, somebody who is sitting on the couch, scrolling through Facebook, that has never been in the gym before, 
I mean, that is a big, that's a big thing, you know, to go from like zero to a hundred workouts. I mean, that doesn't happen overnight. So I, I arguably love celebrating those equally, if not as more the like hype and those things. I was like, look at all that you've accomplished in 600 classes, you know? I don't think people would have looked at their journey like that unless we started pointing those things out. Yeah. Because it's so, it's, it's, it's not like you're going to go back and like count on your calendar when you went to the gym. Right. And the fact that side note, my body does it for you (laughs) on your own personal apps. (laughs) Um, like for example, I'm just going to share this story. Marvin, our, awesome friend from PA who has a, he's a teacher in town, a contracted teacher. So he comes to Yorkton for three week or two week periods or used to every now and again for the last couple of years, actually. Um, you know, we pointed out to him that he was at 91 classes, like somebody who doesn't even live here has attended 91 classes with us. And his contract didn't get renewed this year. And he is bound and determined to get his last nine classes in so that he can hit that hundred class milestone with us. Like (laughs) the motivation that he has to make that happen, I think is a phenomenal and B it's exciting. I love being a part of that. I'm like, yes, I want to make this happen for you. You know, I want to celebrate that with you. The fact that you live four and a half hours away, (laughs) you can come to a hundred classes with us. Like that is amazing. He's one of those people who feels like part of our family. Yeah. Regardless of if he's here or not, we talk about him often. Yeah. Um, and I think having those little incentives is one thing that helps with people and their efforts to stay committed, be it a shirt or creating your own workout or the coveted 1000 wad hoodie. Um, I think gold plated hoodie. Yeah. Um, I think those things, aren't the be all end all, but I, I definitely think they help because you hear people have conversations. Like they're proud of it for sure. But they, they are planning and looking forward to that. And they use that as momentum to help reach those goals. I mean, we had somebody join who hadn't even finished foundations yet and was like, she hadn't even finished day one of foundations. I'm going to get that hundred t-shirt. She was like rowing the beginning of her baseline workout, having this conversation with me about that. And you know, when I saw her a few weeks later, um, I, in her business in town and she said to me, she's like, never mind that hundred, I'm going for that 500. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, I just love how pumped up you are. And like, that's your goal, you know? And I mean, this is literally somebody that went from zero to 100, you know? like working out at the gym was not a part of their life. Mm-hmm. And now that's their driving factors, accumulating those workouts and putting that time in. You know, one of my favorite things to do when we do give out those, that recognition. What? I love walking up to the person, like we snap their picture or whatever. And I love walking up to the person and be like, all right, TSN turning point. What do you have to do in order to make it to a hundred workouts? And I give them the mic. And the most common answer is be consistent. Like, obviously, but like, it's one thing to say that. And then it's one thing to like all of the work that goes into actually making that happen, like making that a reality. Like when you just say be consistent, 
I mean, it's a very blanket statement, but when you pull the blanket away and you like actually look at what it takes, that list is pretty extensive. And especially for some, you know, it doesn't come as easy for others as it, or for some as it might for others. And I think that's the true testament to that achievement is like, you may not under, or like the person next to you may not understand what you've had to do in order to get that t-shirt or that book or whatever it might be, but you sure do, you know, like some people got to fight real tooth and nail to make it happen, but they, it's important to them. And, 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 you know, to be consistent is just something that. Well, and I think it, is part of your success whatever your goals are like you can't achieve that success without the commitment so like when you have the people who say like i'm not reaching my goals and it's like well are you being consistent that's always the first question like what is your commitment level actually i was talking to somebody about nutrition yesterday and i gave her our, our handout and i got flipping through it and i forgot that at the back is the survey of like readiness and I was like this is super important like are you ready willing and able to commit and make change and do hard things to get you to where you you want and I and I think that survey is so important and it might not seem like a big deal but it is a huge deal because it tells you like if you're ready and willing to make that change well as you're filling it out it's like asking you some very front-facing questions yeah, yeah, and like, I always find people's answers very interesting. Yes, absolutely. Especially to the one... Like the employer one. Like, are you willing to have a conversation with your employer to make this... And the number of people I've had that conversation with just regarding scheduling to come to the gym who are, like, afraid to have that conversation but then do and realize their employer has flexibility. It's like, yeah, like, have the conversation. Flexibility and, like, they're actually in support of what you're trying to do. You yeah. know, Like, it doesn't need to be a secret. That one's interesting and the one where if you had to get rid of all the food in your house and replace it with better options always intrigues me. Especially those with like families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or if you know like their spouse is not on on board completely, like they're usually making that choice to ensure that their spouse is comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was a tangent, but. The other thing that we kind of talked about is like the intensity behind the commitment and like the ease of it, right? Like. So think about somebody who's like just starting and getting to that 100 mark could be very super hard at the beginning when like the gym isn't an existent thing in your life. And now you're trying to prioritize this three hours of your week to make it happen. And that's an unusual thing for you, you know, to develop that routine of that, Um, you know, versus somebody who like comes a thousand times and they're always here Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at that's just their routine that they've fallen into and like nothing really gets in that way. Cause it's just, it's, it's routine. It's like automatic almost, you know? So I think intensity behind that is something too, that changes as you go, but just like with any other habits, really like the more that that process gets smoothed out and the more reps that you put in, it gets easier and easier and easier. And then, you know what? <laughs> and I've seen it happen the duration between 100 and 200 and even 200 and 300 classes shortens, you know, cause like, Hey, this might be really hard at the beginning, but it gets a little bit easier. So maybe you throw in another extra workout and now you're coming four times, you know, and then, Oh, I'm going to come Saturday. Cause 
the Saturday workouts look really fun and you're going to make that 10 a.m. fit into your schedule. Now you're coming five times in your week and that 300 mark just sneaks up on you. I just had an idea as you're talking about tiering the commitment club to like recognize those people who are who are coming to like 20 plus classes because that is freaking awesome. Yeah. Versus like 12 and like don't let me take away 12 away from you but like 20 is a huge commitment in a month, 20 plus. I'll have to ponder that one. Well, I mean, put it into perspective. Like what else in your life are you putting as much effort in to do every single day or every other day besides going to work? Right? Like chances are there really isn't anything. So the fact that that is the next thing on your list, like I think that's awesome. And I mean, I was just having a conversation with people who have been with us for, you know, 10, some of them now going on 11 years. It's like, they haven't been committed to anything except their career and their marriage as long as, and now the gym is the third thing on that list. Like, that is cool. Yeah, I think that's hard as adults. Absolutely. And especially like when you have kids and you know, all the distractions that are presented to you and the fact that you can prioritize, because ultimately that's what this comes down to, right? Is you're making this a priority, an unwavering priority within your life. And to be able to distract from the noise surrounding that, I think is, is a great accomplishment. I think a question to ask where I'd be interested to ask members who've come from other gyms is if they were this committed at their other gym. And if not, what's different? I'm going to make a... You're going to make a very blanket statement, aren't you? A very broad assumption. And I'm going to go with no. And I base well, I'm that. I'm going to say that because obviously they're here. <laughs> I'm going to base that just on the piles and piles of no sweat intros and the conversations I've had. You know, and I mean, I spoke about it in our free Facebook group this morning. It was like one of the most common things said is they go to the global gym, they get signed up, they're all excited. Maybe they sign up with a buddy and they make it, you know, two, three weeks. And all of a sudden the buddy says like, oh, I'm sick or I, I don't feel like going and it's too easy to talk yourself out of it. So then, or, so then you don't go. And that one time turns into three weeks of not going. And next thing you know, you're looking at your credit card statement and you just notice that you forgot about that, you know, as where like all of the systems, I think that our staff have put in place to keep that accountability and engagement high with our clients keeps them on track for their goals, which then keeps it motivating and reinvigorating so that they always want to be here and be doing work towards whatever it is that they've, they've set out in front of them. Well, I don't think it's just a staff thing. I think that's just the culture and the that culture, we've yes. developed, right? Yeah. It's almost like there's a system within our membership that has developed it in and of itself that we check in on each other. Yeah. Like if yeah, you're a right. hardcore six amer and you don't show up, somebody's going to be asking questions. And they might not even ask us. They might take it upon themselves to go directly to you and be like, where the heck are you? And that's really cool. Yeah. Yes. Culture. Sorry. Bad words. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
And I, and I love that because environment is so important when it comes to seeing success and progress and keeping that motivation high is that when you're surrounded by people like this, that are living the life that like you want to mimic, or you're all sort of like, you're on your own journey, but you're all on similar journeys, you know? And the compelling feeling that you have towards someone else's progress is very cool. You know, it's like you want to be a part of someone else's success and they want to be a part of your success. So in a way, like it's almost hard to not succeed when you're in an environment like that. I want to circle back to, you made a comment about somebody like starting with their buddy and then the buddy decides to stop. So then you decide to stop. Do you think it's a good idea to start with a buddy to have as accountability? Or do you think it's better to start out on your own? Ooh. I'm biased though. Why? Because you wouldn't use a buddy yourself. <laughs> no. I mean, that's how I found CrossFit was with a buddy, but... Um... I really truly think that this is an individual journey, no matter what, no matter which way you put it down. And if you take this upon yourself and you have some skin in the game and you have some ownership to what it is that you're trying to do, if you have that individual conversation with the, the, you know, sitting down for a no sweat intro, for example, and like walking through that process and you're very emotionally attached to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Like, it's just... it needs to be individual at the very top of it all. And I think the people that you gain along the way are the benefit. And you know what? Starting out with someone, like, they may be helpful to get you in the door. But, like, ultimately, it's got to be on yourself. You know, because then, look, that person doesn't want to go And now what? You have so much dependency on that other person, right? So equally, they need to be just as invested in themselves too, instead of this like reliancy on each other in that way, you know? And I think that is, I mean, I mean, this is a whole episode in in and of itself. I think that's what's broken about the generic fitness industry in that regard is that there, it's just simply come in, join the gym and here you go. You have access, like we're selling you access. And, th- and th- I mean, here's the soapbox. <laughs> and I mean, that's what their business model is and that's fine. But this is why our business model is different. And this is why it works. This is why our clients see the results that they have, because it is a very individualized journey that you share with the coach in the very first moments, you know, and then you gain all these other people along the way who are also first and foremost involved in their own journey individually you know what I mean? Like the, the mesh or the, the, it all weaves together stronger. I think when you have that base individuality to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Right. And instead of depending on someone else in the very beginning, I think it's helpful to have that person who maybe needs that help getting through the door. Absolutely. And I mean, that's just a courage thing. But in terms of like starting and sticking it out and seeing it through, I mean, chances are that is not going to last. And if it does, man, all the power to you. I think that's great.
Well, it's almost like questioning what they're committed to. Are they committed yeah, exactly. to themselves or to their friend? Yeah, like, why and are you doing this? When your friend fails, like, is there going to be, like, resentment? Like, if your friend decides, like, hey, I am done, I'm not doing this anymore, and you've just put in all this time and effort, like, is there resentment? Like, did you lose out on other things? Like, you know what I mean? Because now you've committed to your friend versus committing to yourself. And you know why I said this? Why I chose that way? Because there's been numerous no sweat intros that I've done where two two friends have come in together and they want to sit down together and they want to have this conversation together. But I have found in my experience, when you have two people who are friends like that, they won't be as candid about their true desire when they're sitting there with someone else to to be a part of that, right? Mm -hmm. And then that impacts their actual commitment what it is that they're trying to do so I won't meet with friends I'll meet with you individually because that is what I'm trying to understand about you I need to know what your commitment is what it is you want to do and I know that you're not going to share that with me wholeheartedly with someone else here regardless of how close you may be with that person right that took a huge left turn that did that's all right but I think it's valuable <laughs> for sure <laughs> um whether <laughs> this is funny it did take a huge left turn it did but i'll bring it back what other characteristics do you see in people who see success in terms of achieving commitment club each month or reaching certain milestones along our client journey one of my favorite things is listening to them speak because you can tell when they're having conversations with other people and say they get invited out to something that may like may cause conflict at the time that they have their workout. They're like, Hey, you know what? Like, can we meet later? Cause I need, like I'm scheduled to have my workout at 10 AM, you know, like on a Saturday when they could be doing something else with their friends and like, just to see them be so like blatant about it. It's like, no, I need to do this first, then I'll do whatever it is you want to do. You know, um, I think just the ability to pre-plan and pre-schedule ahead of time is huge in their success. These people that are continuously showing up on Commitment Club are the ones that, you know, can come in midway through the current month and book their entire month ahead of when all their sessions are going to be. And, and understanding that should something come up and they need to cancel, like, that's cool. If 6 a.m. is their normal time, they show up at 6.30 after work because they know that on that Wednesday, they need to work out, you know? So, like, the comp the the compromise, but almost the, like, non-compromise in a way. Is that, like, an oxymoron? <laughs> Any other traits? And I think just sort of on that note, like the resiliency behind that too, that they're not, and I mean, I'm going to take this one a, lo a lot further than I actually intended when I said that, but they are generally people who have control or understanding of the other elements of their life, their lifestyle, you know, so like they're putting time and effort into food and recovery and sleep and water, because in order to do these things that they want to do, they realize that it's all-encompassing and I think that's an important trait to recognize not to take away from like somebody who's being inconsistent about their attendance but like it's a priority thing right 
and I mean, we said this before that like how you do anything is, or is how you do everything. So that if you let stuff come in between your workouts, when it is just a matter of a conversation like that, like, Hey, I'll do that later or a different day because I'm scheduled to work out. That's you showing your unwavering commitment to this thing that you're doing, you know? And I, I guess it's just like your overall, like, level of comfort with that. Like, what is your, your commitment level? Are you able to have the conversation with your spouse that like, Hey, on these days, I need you to look after the kids activities. Cause like, I need to work out on these days. And I don't even know if that's a level or a question of level of commitment. I think that's a question of level and understanding of priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is the overarching theme behind this entire conversation, you know? And it's interesting because like when you look at somebody who's maybe starting from ground zero and doesn't have that gym experience and they're trying to go through this turbulent time of, of basically reprioritizing their life, right? To make this a priority. I would say that maybe the people that are unsuccessful with it again, maybe a broad statement is that how you do anything is how you do everything. Like there's probably other things in their life that are on the same trend. But if you get to that point that like, you just can't figure it out. I mean, the conversation is always the same. Find help, ask for help, get a coach to help you. Like, the coach's job is to show you how to break down that day and make this a priority. Like it, it doesn't just become a priority because you signed a waiver and paid some fees, you know, it's going to take some time and effort and practice and reps to get it right. But I mean, if you can't face it head on and be like, Hey, I just can't figure this out, you know, that conversation is so important. And the coach's help is vital in a situation like that. Not even a coach. Well, I'm going to be biased, obviously, to that because our coaches are very successful in making that work. But honestly, like, that's where you can tack into the environment. I mean, like, hey, I need somebody to help me be my 6 a.m. buddy Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like, I need that accountability layer there. You know, that's a fine place to pick up somebody because I think at that point, that person is already established in their routine or, you know, they've been in this culture. They understand that they're, they may be a little bit further on their journey. So it's okay to depend on somebody in that case, you know, to circle back, back to our other conversation. I don't even remember what I was talking about, where I started with this I'm just on my soapbox. That's okay. Priorities. So I think on that note, I mean, do you have any other, no, <laughs> I think on that note, the listener question is fairly obvious is like, list your top five priorities. Where does your health fall on that list? So when you think about things like money, your job, your friends, your relationships, your family, um, your kids, the things you like to do for like hobbies and recreation, and then your health, like how would you order your top five? And then is the way that you replicate your actions, like, do they speak to that list of five? And 
And I mean, those that, I mean, to bring this back to the commitment club, cause that's where we started. Those people that especially continuously show up for 12 months of the year, I bet you they rank their health as top three for sure. Oh, Arguably top two. Absolutely. And even those that are making it month after month, but maybe don't make it 12 months, but still are up there high on the list, you know, given summer vacation and the few times that the weather may permit them from getting in, I also will wager that health is one to three on their list. And it's not that maybe you health is one to three on your list, but you just don't know how to make it happen. You know? So again, going back to like, ask for help. There's anything we know how to do really well is to show you how to prioritize this stuff. Cause all of us here make it a priority or we wouldn't be here. Right? We wouldn't be as passionate about it as we are from any aspect you look at it. Yeah. So that's my listener question this week. I want to know, like actually send me or send the socials or who, or send you or whatever, have this, even just in brushing by conversation. I want to know one to five. What are they? Well, no, you need to go deeper than that. It's what are they and are you and yeah and are your actions aligning up. with how you prioritize them or how you want to prioritize them? Yeah. Because that's a good word. Yeah. I'm gonna say probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I like this topic. This is a great episode. Um so yeah, you know where to send that listener question. Follow our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We talk about this a lot in our free um, Facebook group, Fitness, Health, Nutrition, Mindset in Yorkton. Just make sure you request access. It's open to anybody to join and lots of free tools and information that are posted there daily. Okay. Um, Hit us with your listener question. This is episode 83, all about the Commitment Club. Thanks for listening, guys.